You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis, and I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke. We are, I think, three weeks into social distancing and physical isolation due to the coronavirus, and we thought we'd bring in probably our mega guest, but if everyone will join me in saying hello to Francis. Hello, Francis. Good morning. Good morning. And Francis is my grandmother. She's my mamma, and she's also... Our agency is named after her, so sometimes people will call the office and they'll say, hi, can I speak to Frances? And I'm like, no, you can't. She's not here. We thought we think that's funny. So today we are talking to Frances, and I'm going to stop calling you Frances, though, because that feels weird to me. Okay. I'll just call you Memo, and everybody else will just have to get on board with it. <laughs> that's just perfectly okay. I'm used, to, I'm used to being called that. Yes. Yeah, well, other people call you Francis. I never call you Francis. I call you Mima, but um, all of us kids do. But so in our family, or at least for me anyways, Mima, you and I talk at least a, a two or three, sometimes we'll talk two or three days a week, but sometimes we'll talk every day just depending on what's going on. Right. Yeah. And right now we're talking a lot because I'm working from home and I need help with things. Or <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't know how to do something, which is, I think, very common for a lot of people right now. They're stuck at home, and they're probably having to be really frugal with their money, and um, I think folks have a lot of questions, and the other day, you and I were talking about when you were a kid, and you were a really young kid at the end of the Depression, right, Memo? Right. How old were you when it was coming out of that? Well, I don't know what year it ended, but I was born in 1935. Mm -hmm. Now, y'all can do the math. And uh, I was, I remember part of the war. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, whatever year it ended in, that was how old I was. I was just real young. Mm -hmm. But I do remember uh, my uncle, he was in the world, the war, I'm sorry. And uh, my dad wasn't because uh, I have uh, nine brothers and sisters all together. So we weren't all born at that time, but four of us were. He uh, he didn't he didn't go to war. Well, that was good. I think. Well, and you guys lived on a farm, right? And I grew up on a farm. Yep, you grew up on a farm, and it was really kind of when I even when I was a kid it was still kind of busy obviously it isn't now but what kind of things did you guys grow or raise on your farm well we we grew up we had cows we milked and we sold the milk Mm -hmm. and then we could uh, we had a big churn to where uh, we uh, separated the milk and we could sell the cream but we couldn't sell the the milk after we did the cream so it went to the hogs on the farm okay. and we raised chickens 
and had our own chickens. And we had a big garden every year. And we had potatoes and sweet potatoes and green beans and lima beans and cabbage and onions and lettuce. And, and we had a lot of things. Yes, you guys. And even when I was a kid, you guys still had the, the farm. I mean, it wasn't obviously as active, but I remember Mamma. I have another Mamma, and your mom is, we called her, we call her Mamma in the country. She has passed away. But I remember being probably in my early teens, and sh- they were still growing sweet potatoes because she was digging them up in the backyard. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, she had a garden until she got where she couldn't take care of it and then she and then after you know she just couldn't do it and she couldn't do all the canning and everything so she had to give it up and which that wasn't easy to do mm-hmm. but she had to do it yeah well I there are a couple things in there one is I definitely want to talk about canning but to me what I loved about just watching the experience of growing up and like learning from you and learning from watching Mama and Daddy Paul. Cause there were so many of us. It's not like, you know, they didn't necessarily have time for each of us, but if you sat in the kitchen long enough, you could pick up things for sure. And now fast forward to this time when so many of us are home and there are things that are not like, you can't go to the grocery store and just get whatever you want. Like we're used to right now. Right. I noticed, and you and I talked about this a little bit, but kind of when everybody was first hoarding things like toilet paper, which is so crazy. We talked about how crazy that was, but. um, (laughs) It was. (laughs) Isn't that insane? There was like all this produce left. There were all these things, these raw materials like flour. You could get flour easy. You could get um, any kind of vegetables you wanted easy. And it just got me thinking about well, you guys are probably going to be just fine because you know what to do with all those things. (laughs) People are freaking out. (laughs) There are no cans. (laughs) I was like, I'm just going to call Memo. You taught me how to make biscuits, so I've been making biscuits. But there are people who are really struggling right now because they can't make a meal for themselves. And thankfully, you taught taught us and, you know, um, Memo and Daddy Paul and my parents, and we were taught how to, to do those things and it's really coming in handy right now frankly like <laughs> you know well you're a, you're a good I, I can teach you because you're a good learner and you learn quick and uh, I love teaching you things you do you like teaching me how to sew well no. that's one thing that <laughs> That's one. That's one thing that you you just didn't do too good. <laughs> I'm the worst. I can't sew a button. It's so funny because there was a Facebook post the other day about 40 old-fashioned skills that kids need to know, and some of these things are ridiculous, like how to scramble eggs. That's not an old-fashioned skill. I don't understand who put this list together. But one of the things is how to sew a button. I thought, well, shit. You tried. I'll have to give you credit for that. You tried. Yes, ma'am. I wish I never could get a straight seam down. (laughs) No, and in comparison, you're like you were a professional like seamstress for a long time. Like you, 
you know, that's what you did professionally. You can sew anything. Well, I wouldn't say anything, but I would try. Yes. If I had a, a a guide to go by, you can sit down and figure it out. And I mean, I, it, a lot of times it just takes a little common sense to figure out something. <laughs> yes. No, I can be laughing in the department sometimes. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> well, and I think a lot of people in my generation, are, we struggle with a lot of these things that are quote-unquote simple. So we focus a lot on, you know, you want to go to college, you want to get, you know, all of this stuff and, and get some of the really quote-unquote hard things out of the way. But it's the simple things that, thank God, you taught me and I learned from other adults in our family I don't know that my family would be thriving the way we are right now if I didn't know how to make bread. If I wasn't like right now, I'm, you know, I have a, a lar a bacon grease ke uh, keeper because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You all, everybody always has to have a bacon grease keeper. You have to have a bacon grease keeper because <laughs> what. When we were kids, well, I, it was something that I didn't really pay attention to a lot, but I would I noticed anytime you made breakfast meat, so jowl bacon or regular bacon or sausage or whatever, you would drain that fat off into this little keeper that had like a screen in it so it would catch the clumps or whatever. And then right. later on when you made green beans or something like that, you would go back into that keeper and you would season the green beans with the fat that you had been saving. So to me, that's... Yeah, you know they're just that way. You don't have to, if you have something like that, you don't have to go to the store and buy nothing to season it with. Right. You've already had it, right? And you guys just even still now, Mama, you you guys just don't waste anything, which I feel like is something that a lot of us could learn from. Where we kind of live in a throwaway society right now, where there's this whole movement to, you know, eradicate straws or, you know, not use single use plastic, but y'all didn't use single use plastic. You guys, you reused everything. Right. And you didn't, you didn't throw away stuff. People, people don't understand that they can, they can do without a lot of things and do the essentials that you already have. Because right. a lot of people have their cabinets full of stuff, bowls and, and, mixing bowls and plates and everything and you don't have to go out and buy stuff right you use them and then you put them of course people have dishwashers now or when i grew up we didn't hear of a dishwasher so you had to do everything by hand mm -hmm. and it's it's useful to know that because if it ever goes to the point where people have to use their knowledge of growing up like I did to survive, then I could survive. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, a lot of people couldn't because they've never been taught, and you didn't. They didn't grow up like I did, and that makes a big difference. It's too much waste going on in the world today. It's too much waste going on in the world today. That is right. So right. Yes. You know, we our kids are. Gregory and Anna are 20 and 22, and they, to me, are more like you and Papa than any of us in between, where they're very frugal and they, you know, want to do with less. You know, I think it's, that's why grandparents are so important, because you learn a lot from, you know, 
the generations that come before you. I mean, we, I learned so many things just by watching you. Or, or, and then I'll ask, you know, oh, how do you make biscuits? And then you teach me how to make biscuits from, from, um, I mean, to me, that's one of the skills that I, you know, pass into the kids. And I think we should pass on forever is that, you know, how to make like really simple things, how to do with less, how to save absolutely everything. Like I can butcher a chicken. I know how to make chicken stock from chicken bones. Like, you know, you just don't waste anything. Right. And right now there's really not, I mean, people are just buying stuff out of the grocery store. I don't even know where they're putting that stuff. People are buying a lot of stuff that's easy to stick in the microwave and they don't have to cook because a lot of people don't know how to cook. Yes, a lot of people don't know how to cook, which I guess on this list of 40 old-fashioned skills that kids need to know, I guess that's why how to make scrambled eggs is on there. To me, that is not an (laughs) old-fashioned skill. You just... You know, YouTube that, y'all, you know, there's a video, you know, on this list, how to play with a baby. That's just crazy. But you taught me how to iron and I still don't do it right. You iron, I don't even know. You have like some magic ironing skill, but whenever I need like a privilege check, I always talk to you because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to do dishes. And you'll say something like, well, you got a dishwasher. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Definitely have I need to. Yes, yes, ma'am. I'll go do those dishes now. <laughs> and it just reminds me that even sometimes things feel hard for me right now, they were way harder for you because you, you guys just had to do everything by hand. Right. We did. Yes. We even washed clothes on, by hand on a tub and a board. Oh my goodness. We I, made our own soap. You made your own soap out of what? I don't remember. I just remember making it. I don't remember the ingredients that went in it, but it was called lye soap. Lye soap. If anybody's old as I am, they might remember. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I can remember doing this. We would wash clothes all day long. And of course, with a big family like we had, it would take you all day long to to do it. And I mean, you know, people complain today about doing laundry. Mm -hmm. It's nothing to laundry. All you do is put it in there and turn a knob and and pour your detergent in there. And you don't have to stand and watch it. Well, we had to scrub it with elbow grease. That's an old saying, people. It's not really elbow grease. (laughs) (laughs) so i think that that's a really good lesson though because people are talking about how bored they are you guys even now like when i go home are never really bored you guys are always working on something and you and papa are in your 80s and you guys are always moving around kind of even when you don't feel good you guys are doing some things sometimes I'm like will you please not do that just call me we can fly up there and help or whatever you you guys still do it because you're just used to doing for yourself but is that the key do you think to long life is just not complaining and just constantly being productive and working on things that has a lot to do with it because people over the years have gotten lazy and I know they have jobs and they're not 
they have to do their jobs. But when they're home, a lot of times they don't think about working all day and they get home and they think, well, I'm just not doing anything else. You got to keep going. And it makes you uh, appreciate life better if you exercise. And long as you're up doing something, you're getting exercise, whether you believe you are or not. And that's good for the body and your mind. If you keep your mind going, it keeps your mind sharper. So people, y'all need to get out and, and do things. Not the right now, but stay <laughs> <laughs> in your home. Well, I mean, there's so much that you know. Even little things that we've noticed around here is, you know, we are very blessed. We have a lot of things, but we could definitely take better care of what we already have. And you know, we don't need to buy something or replace it. Sometimes things just just need to be repaired, and I love to like go home. And when I go home and visit you and Papa, I'm constantly watching you guys. And you guys just have kept your things for such a long time because you take such good care of them. And well, when you don't, when you're not, when you're retired and you don't have a a lot of extra income, you have you learn real fast how to take care of things. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, definitely. You take care of things and you guys are just what well, yesterday, the day before yesterday, Papa was tilling up the garden for his tomatoes. Right. And I just feel yeah. like you kids have to have your salsa every year. Yes, ma'am. We cannot go without that salsa. <laughs> We're such bad. <laughs> and I and I love, and I love doing it for you. I know, but it's so good you could drink it. Some people like to drink it and they, let me just publicly say, they need to quit that shit because we only get it once a year. <laughs> well, you know, you can't grow tomatoes all year long. We live in Kentucky, so it gets cold in the wintertime. We don't have a, we only can do it in the summertime. <laughs> I tell you, yeah, we definitely don't want those hothouse tomatoes. They're, they're mealy. And they're no, they're, they're just, they're not good. They're not good. Well, I'm trying to think of like some other things. I definitely want to talk about some other things that I've learned from you guys. I think taking care of, you always take such good care of your clothes. Um, you you know, you wash them. Sometimes you hang them. You you still hang things out on the line, which, you know, in my neighborhood, you can't even do. You cannot have a clothesline in my neighborhood. It's against like our HOA or something. Is that correct? Well, and you know, when you hang them out in the sun and the the wind blows through them and they smell so good when you bring them in. Yeah, they're, I, I love the feeling of like pulling clothes off the line and they're like real crisp and the sun like bleaches them. You don't even need bleach because the sun will make them white, like real clean and white. Um, yeah. I remember doing that at your house. Obviously, you, you taught me how to make biscuits and I always reference that because that's, I, when, when Memo on the Country passed away, I got her little tuna can biscuit cutter. Um, uh -huh. So I like to make biscuits. And then just the other day, you and I were talking on the phone and I was making biscuits because you were teaching me how to put them in the freezer because I had milk that was about to go bad in a couple of days and I didn't want to throw it away. And you said, why don't you just make a bunch of biscuits and you can put them in the freezer? And I thought, why didn't I think of that? But, but we don't think with that kind of mindset. You, your mindset is don't waste something and if it looks like you're going to waste something how can you utilize it now and keep it from going bad right 
And I just don't. You I don't? I don't think like that. You save what you can. I know I have to throw out some things, but if you can reuse it some some way, then do it. Because mm-hmm. that saves you money from going to the grocery or the, or the farmer's market. Right. And you you and Papa don't eat meat with every meal either. You guys? No, uh, we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, vegetables are better for you than meat is. Mm-hmm. And meat will make a, a, a now chicken and fish and it's really good for you because it don't make your cholesterol go up. Mm-hmm. And but red meat does and uh, vegetables they don't make your uh, not you know the cholesterol go up. A lot of vegetables is good for you. Yeah, and it's good for your whole system. And some nights, I you know I fix meat a lot of times but some nights I just want a vegetable meal mm-hmm. so I just cook some vegetables and make me a, a little skillet of cornbread and it's good enough for anybody yeah no I love those meals you know my brother Roy who's also a Roy so Papa is Roy Lee my dad is Billy Roy and then my brother is Roy Lee the second um he likes to tell everyone that I named Francis Roy out of it after him and we all know that's bullshit. Oh. <laughs> he's such a mess but he and I like when we get together because he lives in Jacksonville and, and I live near Destin when we get together we like to do this thing called side Saturday did I ever tell you this so we get we get and we just make all the country sides and we don't make any any meats we just eat like green beans corn lima beans potatoes We'll eat, you know, sometimes biscuits or cornbread or whatever, but we just don't eat meat and we, we just eat the sides. Right. No, you didn't tell me you did that, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, we do that a lot. It, that kind of meal is, is better for you than steak and potato. Right. Well, and when you guys were growing up in mall, you guys, do you call it butchering or harvesting a pig in the fall? What do you... What did you guys do in the fall with pigs? Because you guys didn't always have meat growing up unless you slaughtered a pig, right? Well, we we grew chickens. We had our own chickens. And uh, we had our own eggs. And, uh, yes, we slaughtered. We didn't, back when I was growing up until after I married, we didn't have beef cattle. We had milk cows. Mm-hmm. And uh, then uh, Daddy started having a beef killed but somebody else would, you know, take care of it, and then he would buy it from them and have it killed. Or he'd go in halves with somebody. But with the pigs, he grew them himself. And after they, in the wintertime, you didn't, you didn't slaughter the pigs until cold weather because uh, the meat wouldn't, it wouldn't keep. Then when you did, it would always, you'd have to, we had a meat house. We called it a meat house. And uh, you would uh, season all your, meat, uh, your hams and your, sh- your shoulders and your uh, middlings, which is the fat meat, mm-hmm. uh, ha- uh, bacon, and all that. But you would season it and you would hang it on, on hangers and put it in the meat house and let it cure that way. And it would keep them for a long time then we would make our own sausage out of some of the meat and we would have uh, pork chops on the on the and we would do them 
and we would can we would can sausage. But what you do, you would mix it all up and and fry them down and put them in jars, and then you would take the grease off of them, pour it over them, and then they would keep as long as you kept, uh, as long as they stayed sealed, mm. and uh, well, they would keep for a long time. Then all you had to do was just take them out, and whenever you needed them or wanted them, and just put them on the stove and and heat them up more or less and make sure they heated real good through and through again. And they were just like you do them when you first done them. Wow. I remember the way that that sausage smelled. It smells different. It's like cleaner or something. It, uh, any kind of thing, anything you buy, a raise on the farm is, it tastes different than what you buy in the store. And it's a lot better. You know what you feed them. And you know what, how they're butchered, and you, even chickens, you do them yourself. You kill them, and then you you uh, take the feathers all out of them, and and go from there. Maybe that's why my mom's fried yeah. chicken always tastes better than everybody's fried chicken, because <laughs> just the products <laughs> are better. I mean, everything well, tastes better to me there, like or at your house, like the corn. The tomatoes, everything just had a, um, a more pure and clean flavor to it than anything that I've been able to buy anywhere. Well, the corn now, I, my brother's, my brother, up, and he still lives on the farm, mm-hmm. and not the farm I grew up on, but he has one of his own. And uh, he still raises corn, and we, we go up there and get how, how much we want, and then I bring it home, and uh, and fit and prepare it and uh, put it in the freezer in freezer bags and it keeps forever as long as it stays froze well Memo, and y'all people are going to want you on this podcast often just because there's so much information there's so much we don't know i can do this anytime anybody wants me to <laughs> I think it's good. They might get they might get tired of listening to me though, and say that's all bull crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anybody <laughs> would get tired of listening to you. I think that most people, well, for me, listening to you always makes me feel better. But you know, I think people are genuinely scared right now. Like there, there's kind of some people who are acting like it's the end of the world, but. You were telling me the other day, no, we're going to get through this. They got through the depression. We just have to be, we just have to be smart about it. Right. And take care of each other. You do. Right. You do. And I mean, you know, things happen. Happens for a reason. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And this has all happened for a reason. And I, I just believe firmly that way. Yeah. It might it might be to slow people down. It might be that God's sending a message to everybody, but I just I don't know the reason behind it. But I I feel like there is one. Well, and you you tell me this a lot. Like you don't have to know everything. You just have to take care of your family and be a good person and make good choices and, you know, do the best you can. Like, I think people feel like they need to, and I'm guilty of this as well. Like I'm, I constantly want to know and find out as much information as I can. 
And well, then that's good for your brain. I know, but sometimes, like you said, it's nice to slow down and just focus on, you know. It's nice to slow down and smell the roses. Yeah. That's the old saying. Yeah, it is. It's, it is nice. It has been nice. Like, I've been working from home for three weeks, and it's driving me crazy. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> But I am taking care of things. I am cooking three meals a day for my family, which has been kind of a nice break because I was getting to the point where I wasn't having as much time for that. And I really like to do that. Like I get, I love to cook and I get that from you. You're like legendary. Every, if you ask anybody in my family, what's your favorite meal? It's probably something that you make. Oh, I know really? I think so. Roy would say, I could text Roy or call Roy right now and ask him, hey, what's your favorite meal? And he'd probably say something like Mimal's fried chicken or Mimal's mac and cheese. I know I would say meatloaf. Your meatloaf is always my favorite meatloaf. And then, I don't know, I, I think we all kind of, or he'll say brown sugar pie. Well, I showed him how to do that too. Now's the perfect time for brown sugar pie because... It's so easy to make and it's delicious and you don't need all these crazy ingredients. That's another thing. You guys, your pantry always had the same things in it. You had flour and butter and sugar. I mean, you never had like super fancy ingredients, you know, and you were just making all kinds of stuff. Do you think that's the key is just understanding that you don't need as much as you think you need and learning to do with what you, with what you've got? Well, it's got a lot to do with it. I know I put herbs in some things, but I don't everything. You can grow herbs in a pot and they just grow and grow and grow. The more you cut them, the more they grow. You don't have to, you can put them in a flower pot and they'll grow. Mm -hmm. All you have to do is get you some potting salt. And that's one thing. Then you don't have to go out and buy. Right. I, I have an herb garden right now, Mimma. And well, you know, last year I tried to grow tomatoes and then I grew them, but I just fed the squirrels. Remember all season. They just. <laughs> well, they <laughs> ate a lot of ours last year too. <laughs> they were, they just completely mutilated my garden. But the things that I can grow, because Papa, Papa and my family, um, your husband, Roy, he can, he's got a green thumb. Well, he's got more of a green thumb than I have. He can grow stuff better than I can. <laughs> he's got That's a, for sure. Yeah, he just, I've picked up so many things um, just watching him. And then I'll call him and say, you know, Papa, I want to grow this. What do you think? And he says, well, just read. <laughs> just read. <laughs> read the thing. And it'll tell you where to plant it. It'll tell you how much sun it needs. It'll tell, you know, all these, there's no trick to it. it he says, it's just try. If it doesn't work out, then try something different. Well, that's well, the more you try, the better you get at it. Yeah. So not giving up. You guys are so persistent. You guys just, I think too, I don't know how anyone my age can be an expert in anything. And you just haven't had enough, you haven't had enough years to be an expert at anything. Like if I, if I need an expert in something, I call y'all because. Well, we're not experts in anything. It's just sort of knowledge because that's the way we grew up. I mean, people back in the old days, I mean, they had to survive some way. So you had to learn to do things and you did, you didn't have the money to go to the store and buy things, which they didn't have a lot of things. 
I know you guys are very difficult to buy gifts for because of that reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, Really, I don't need anything. It's not that I have everything, because I don't. And what I have had, I've had it for so long that uh, it's like an old friend. You don't want to get rid of it. Right. Like, I need to start treating my things like they're old friends. Like, I'm just more there you go. I've got them. I like that so much. Instead of trying to there figure out, like, how do you get the next best whatever, you know, the newest thing that comes out, the next best thing that comes out or whatever, maybe appreciate, I need, I should be appreciating my things a little bit, a lot more. Probably. Well, you can, you can do that. And I think you do. You do. Uh, but you're more fortunate than I was because you, you got a job to where you can buy things, uh, modern things mm-hmm. for Back in my day, you couldn't do that. They yeah. didn't have modern things in the store that you could go buy like you do today. True. And True. what you had, you had to deal with it. I just, I, I think that we've, and you know, not that we are spoiled, but a little bit we're spoiled, you know. If we can't get our brand of milk or we can't, you know, get our whatever, we just... A lot of us, not all of us, I don't want to speak to everyone, about everyone in my generation or younger, whatever. There are a lot of people who are not like that, but, you know, we're very particular and we're not used to only having our choices from what's available. We're just used to the whole world being available. And it's times like this that we're reminded of our ego and how big our ego can be sometimes and that we're not really in charge. Well, you've got a point there. I mean, that is true. Well, I'm going to let you go in a little bit, Mimal, but I do want to say something because I've said a curse word like twice during this conversation, and I I feel like I'm... No, they weren't really, they weren't really curse words. They were just bad words. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I wanted to share with our audience something funny that you told me a long time ago because I can tend to have a little bit of a potty mouth and it's no disrespect to you. I would never disrespect you. But I remember once, I think I said damn or something like that. And you told me that I could say any bad words that were in the Bible. And I I always thought that that was so interesting. And you told me I could say damn because it was in the Bible. Well, that, that's, that's true, but if you use it in the wrong sense or the wrong way, then it's not good. Mm-hmm. But as long as you use it in the right way, then it's, a, it's not that bad. It's not a curse word. A curse word is when you use Jesus' name in brain, yes. and that is, that is not good at all. No, ma'am. I do not um, I refrain from doing that at least when I'm talking to you, and I'll definitely try to get better at it. But it well, you, you never are bad. You don't do bad things for, to me. No, ma'am. No, never. Oh, my gosh. To me, that's like, that could be a whole nother podcast for a different day. I'm going to send you this. <laughs> I'm going to send you this list of these 40 old-fashioned skills that kids need to know. I think you would just find this list hilarious. Okay. There are some weird things on here. Like how to make a smoothie. Is that an old fat? I don't know. I'm going to send you this so that we can, I can talk to you about it later. Cause I think that we would find it funny. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I think that's it until next time. What do you think, Mims? That's fine with me. Maybe we can do this again real soon. 
uh, depends on the people whether they want to hear it or not. And if you get good comments or something, we can do it again. I think we're and uh, I appreciate you having me on here today, and it's it's been a pleasure. Well, I'm so glad that well I have like a a list of about eight thousand things that I have to thank you for, so I'll do that offline, but. I think it's nice to hear your voice and I think other people, Hillary always says you have the perfect grandma voice. Like anytime someone needs to hear their grandma. <laughs> yeah, but she's a sweetheart too. She is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> well, this has been fun for me, Naman. It's just kind of like our normal conversations, but most people don't, don't get to hear your advice. I get, I'm very lucky and blessed to hear your advice whenever I need it. So. Well, thank you, honey. I'm always happy to talk to you all the time. You just make my day. Oh, you make my day too, Mims. Well, I love you so much. I love you too. Okay, and I'll talk to you next time. And until next time, guys, thanks for listening. You can like, comment, and share. Um, I'm sure if you have any questions, we can ask Mama, and she'd be happy to answer them for you. But you can email those to hello at francisfroy.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.